0: Hello Internet, this is Ewan Spence and DSC Insight calling today into the archives for the words of the Eurovision Song Contest. coming up we'll just just fade that down really because i'm going to do the introduction and then we're going to hand over to me from 7 years ago yes we're going into the archives once more with another of our classic interviews and today we're going to go back to vienna 2015 gregor Bachel was the scriptwriter for the eurovision song contest or f's creative producer for that year uh, if we're going for the big titles because the script writing that was part of his duties but there was a lot more Going on. And of course, a long and storied career before the song contest, and one that has continued afterwards as well. So, what does it take to be in the right place to write the words for the Eurovision Song Contest? How do you build a career that puts you on the path to do just that? And what does it feel like to contribute to one of the biggest television shows in the world? Gregor sat down with me, having found almost an hour in his diary uh, back in Vienna. We found a little corner of the press centre with some of the hubbub away, some of it still lurking in the background to find out more about the creative process behind the song contest. (laughs) Joining us now, uh, a man who you will not see on your television screens at this year's Eurovision Song Hopefully Contest. Not, no. But he's been engaging with a lot of people in social media, uh, and you're going to see his work on the screen at the Eurovision Song Contest, and around you in the banners and everything uh, in Austria as well. Joining us uh, on the podcast, Gregor
1: Barth. It's it's difficult. Gregor, yeah. Gregor. Can we go for Gregor? Gregor is fine, yeah, Gregor is fine. Gregor, tell us what you do at Eurovision. Or, or, or maybe Gregory Barkley, like
0: Gregory Barkley, yes. just sounds like a song <laughs> that we would send to Junior Eurovision yeah, from Stuart, the Georgian Hit Factory. Stuart Barlow,
1: who's uh, Scottish, I uh, could manage Stuart. Stuart wouldn't be a problem, but nobody would understand the podcast. Viewing yeah, room producer. He's a, he you're refers to me as Gregory Barkley, so there.
0: that's also fine. So You've avoided the question. I'm going to come back to it. What was <laughs> there? It? A question? There no, was there. yes. What do you do at
1: the Eurovision Song Contest this year? Very good question. Very good question. Uh, I'm creative producer of the eurovision song contest and i'm script writer of the eurovision song contest Um script writer that was uh, easy you know what to do i write the scripts for the host and uh, so that's what they are likely to say because we come can come coming back that later and uh I'm also creative producer for the Eurovision Song Contest. Now, it's your turn to ask me, what does a creative producer actually do? What does a creative (laughs) producer actually do? Very good. Well, that's a really good question. In the beginning, when they asked me to do the job, in November last year, um, it was uh, a little bit... uh, It took took some time to find my role in, in, in the team, because... Uh, whoever you ask for okay creative producer what are you expecting from me um, you ask different people and you get different answers so it took me a couple of weeks to find out okay what is to do and what is my job and what is uh, to be done and what do, are they expecting from me and I don't know if I have found uh, the right answer but I can find on my work. Are they still Something paying else. you? <laughs> yes. So yes. they probably think that you found the right answer. So if the money's I, I flowing, it's I, okay. I even don't have time to check that. So maybe I should check my my, my uh, account. I uh, haven't done this for weeks now. So I don't quite. I'm not quite sure if they still pay me, but I just hope so.
0: Yeah. Okay, so let's try that quite another way then. When your mum asks you what you've done at Eurovision, yeah. what are you going to tell her?
1: Well, to my mum, I would just say, well, yeah, you know. Much work to do, Mom. And, uh, but don't worry. It's fine. I'm, yes, I'm having breakfast every day. Yes, I'm having lunch every day. Yes, yes. I'm having dinner. Yes, yes. I change my... Yes. Yes, <laughs> I do. Uh, so, Mom, don't worry. But she's al- al- always worried that I, that I overdo it and um, be trying to be perfect or so, but I can No worries. I'm not trying to be perfect this time. <laughs> no. Um, well, the thing is... Um, how shall I begin? It's maybe... Maybe let's compare this to, to, to build a house. Yeah? Eurovision is like building a house. You do it once in your lifetime, mostly. So it's uh, it's for everybody in the team. It's the first time they do it, for most of them. There it's is, a one-off thing. Yeah, and there is a certain kind of basic blueprint from the EBU. So they say, okay, don't don't put the roof... Down there so the roof should be on top and there should be windows but uh, you can the color of the windows or the color of the surgeons it's up to you but there should be these windows and this should be um this this running order kind of basic running order um so when i came to the team in november it wasn't that there was just a flat meadow and we could start building the house there has always certain things or ideas being created by our senior creative director by the TV director by flowing video stage designers so there were already some bits and my job was a little bit to how can we fill the spots in between or how can we fill this window or that window or put it together that it looks like a kind of building complete Building, building house. So the three was sort this of... complete rubbish, or was it? I other... think. Well,
0: I think. Well, <laughs> all I know is I've got follow up <laughs> questions in my head from what you've said. Okay. So we we're just going to keep rolling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. There's the sort of three elements, big elements, I suppose, that were in place when you arrived. Would be the sort of yeah. building bridges, the phrase, the, the sort of. Was with the, with the ribbon of lights in the swish behind the bobble was that in in place when you arrived in November?
1: Uh, no, the logo came a bit later, but it was done by the in-house graphic yeah. department of the Austrian broadcaster. Yeah. and so, of course things like Halley was already
0: that's where we're going. So the sort of basic walls of the house were already there. Yeah, yeah, there
1: were definitely. Yeah, there were definitely. There were um, actually all all of the openings. Kurt Pongratz, our director and senior creative director, he had already, very in his head, in October I think so, openings for all the three shows. And did you like them? <laughs> 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 well, yeah, um, I mean yeah why not I mean yeah yeah no yeah. sure I mean he has the stage
0: I know because it must be the, the creativity because everybody is very unique in creativity yeah. and, and it is a teamwork so there must be yes, there is. must be sense of lots of ideas
1: go down on the table and you can't be precious about ideas yeah, yeah. the thing is yeah there was there was a re- vision of Kurt Prongard uh, he has a vision of the sunken contest our TV director Katrin a very creative person um, she got a vision of the Song Contest Um, other people got visions of the Eurovision Song Contest and then uh, I came in and yeah I also had a vision but uh, just had to manage okay how can this fit in there and we can't go back to the very start because there were certain things have already started being produced and 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 the clock is ticking and the the concert has to happen then we've got to go live at that point so
0: you have the deadline of the timetables what was what was the first major contribution then that
1: you made? Yeah, that's uh, the that's thing that we cut out two weeks ago. because. Well, that's uh, great, because
0: now you're not going to spoil the <laughs> surprise. So we can talk about this one
1: safely. Well, there's still a small hope that we have it at least in the finals. But uh, no, uh, probably not. No, I can't talk about this. <laughs> now, the first thing was, um, my first job actually was... To, to, to have a running order, to see where we have spots, where we have to create things to, to put some things in there. And my my work was actually a little bit also like, uh, like a plan B or like uh, um, not emergency, but rescue team or so. So we had certain spots about... Um, our TV director had an idea of what to what movies or what elements or creative small movies we could make. And they asked some directors, Austrian directors, to do that, to come up with an idea. But either they, they didn't come up with any idea, or they gave up, or it was far too expensive for the budget. Um, so then it was all to me. So, okay, Gregor, what can we else do? Budget-friendly, um, come up with something. You've got three days, so... Um, So, yeah, I came up with some ideas. And and in the show, we now have some (laughs) budget-friendly MP ideas from Gregor. Uh, No, but uh, but they're fine, I think. They they turn out to be, hopefully, very entertaining. But uh, it's not the... If you remember what they did in Denmark, um, like the Museum of of Eurovision and uh, Book of Records, they did great, great things last year. And, and mm, yeah, we don't really have the budget this time to do that, so we came up with uh, had to do ideas which were more budget friendly. Yeah. If there's one group of viewers and viewers who love to sing, dance, and party in colourful costumes, it's the children.
0: That's why we have hired the winners of 2006 to play a little concert for our kids.
1: Who wants to start the music by counting to four? Me. One, two, three, four. Four. Yeah.
0: the, yes. the oh, fact that you uh, have...
1: I avoid saying cheap, but... Because no, but one cheap
0: everything has a budget, and, you know, the stand it yeah. costs to hire. It, it costs yes. to get all these tables. It costs yes. to get
1: Wi-Fi for, have, what, six weeks on the thing. And our producer is very, very strict, and uh, the budget is very... He's very in charge of the budget. Do you,
0: do you find that you work well personally when you have a, a restriction around you, that your creativity has to... Keep restrictions in mind such as budget such as time such as resources to film and create
1: yeah but it's it's always like that I mean that's the, that's the job actually um, yes it's it's always a romantic uh, thought of yeah I can go down outside in the garden and think of anything and yeah they will do it whatever come with they will do will do that yeah you can do that if you are asked to do some Olympic openings but yeah um, I just do filling some three minutes in the Eurovision Song Contest and yeah you make, you make it old. sound like it's a small thing <laughs> <laughs> Well, my bits were not that uh, the, the big ones, I guess I mean, the opening is totally uh, the idea and the creation of our director um, The songs are creations of all the artists um, The interval act is Martin Grubinger an excellent musician, drummer and I'm playing the drums Myself, so I like this interval. I'm
0: oh, for to... a minute that I thought you were gonna say
1: you're gonna be doing the drums
0: on stage. <laughs> no, I'm not.
1: No, I'm not. Maybe, maybe somebody gets ill, so and I can be a stand in or so, but no, <laughs> I don't think so. I'm not that good. I'm an amateur, but um, so I do yeah, the script writing stuff, I did some VTs creating with a, a nice production team who, who visualised the ideas very, very well. I'm very happy with them. So mm. when, when you're talking about your creativity,
0: your creative process, mm. how, how do you go about that? Are you somebody that needs to sketch me quite visual? Or are you quite, you know, sound and you have to create the sound
1: and, and speech first? What, how do you approach your creations? It's going on Twitter and... Steal what you can get.
0: You do realize that bit was on <laughs> tape, yes?
1: No, okay. That's
0: it, we've stolen all of Eurovision from Twitter. That he is. said so. No, that's not
1: true. He's playing with me, listener. Yeah. He's playing with me. It was a joke, but I'm not, yeah, good in joking. So, it's not a romantic thing. You sit there and uh, ideas struck you. It's just, yeah, think about it. What, what. Brainstorming with yourself. What? Uh, uh, what do you connect with that? What? Uh, what has been done in the past? Can you use that bits, or can you do combine two ideas which have done, or would you done it different or better, or in or finding new approaches, all kinds of things. I'm um, um, yeah. Surfing in the internet is always good thing to you see ideas or think about it oh how did they come up with that or so or um, so I'm yeah it's actually sitting down and thinking so and somewhere there's you get this little idea somewhere in the corner of your brain and then you grab for it and you tear it and then you think more about it and then you see okay there is something and sometimes you don't really see what is this something already but you yeah put it down and wait for it and next day try it again and that helps and what what always helps at least with me is is pressure so so Eurovision is a good gig to have then yeah time pressure well if you have to come up with an idea until tomorrow if TV director says so well we have a meeting tomorrow and come up with three ideas for that spot and, and two ideas for for this spot, yes, then yeah, you will have. Believe me, you will come up with these ideas.
0: It's it's not a. Tr- no, let's go the other way. Is it a job you chose at school? Is it a job you said I'm going to be a creative? How how do you go from you know kid drawing windmills or whatever Austrian children cliche do at yeah. school no to where you are now? No windmills. No windmills. <laughs> no windmills. Well, actually, I don't know, What you, do you draw hills when you're
1: young? Like, oh, you mentioned it. I uh, so, so everybody is creative, isn't it? So it's not that I hate creative kids and not creative kids. Um, all kids are creative, and all people, adults always say, no, I'm, you're so creative, I'm not creative. And then play uh, Brainstorm picture, I don't know if you know those games with them, and they have to draw something within a minute, and they do. So that's, again, you've got pressure and you have to be creative and people are creative. So it works in those games, the people and uh, I'm lucky to uh, have been ended up, is that correct? Uh, now I'm, I'm in a creative job and but I didn't, uh, haven't expected to, to, to end up there. I, haven't, I had the hopes. I was always, I always knew I was going to be a writer so when I read my first books I knew I want to be a writer and write children's books but this was because I only knew children's books as a kid so I thought well there are just children's books I like to write like this when I grew up and I thought okay not only children's books are funny they're also funny adult books so I always had this dream to be a writer for novels books something like that and ended up but totally different way, no creative job at all. I was a computer programmer and computer nerd. Something Which languages? languages? Uh, <laughs> then it was basic, <laughs> basic. Basic, quick basic. COBOL, d
0: BASE 3+. plus. There are so about five listeners and myself who've <laughs> immediately worked out everything we need to know by the fact that you said COBOL. <laughs> COBOL? You must have made an We're absolute like... mint in 1999 ahead of the
1: Y2K buck. Yeah, <laughs> COBOL was, I learned it at school, at this computer school, and COBOL and BASIC. was this uh, radio quiz in 1996 I guess it was yeah and I attended I was just quiz about some word some thing stuff and and on the next week when they uh, the radio show was again they uh, actually uh, wrote uh, now I wrote a letter to them yeah funny funny letter um, to explain I'll give my answer to that quiz and they uh, thought this, this letter was really funny because they just read it the host in the radio show just read my letter out uh, on radio and I, that was my first written thing broadcasted live on Austrian national radio station that was great and then he said well yeah um, uh, impressive letter very funny so he's got the prize uh, Michael Bolton package I said no, no. <laughs> it was nineteen ninety six I was who the i don't know who is michael Boney yeah, or whatever, and it was c d and and t shirt and I was desperately sitting at home waiting for this price for weeks, so no price. so I wrote another letter to the radio station um again, funny complaint about where the hell is my price so And, yeah, I I suggest that if you you don't find it anymore, uh, no problem. Can I exchange it to visit you at the radio station? Because I was interested in radio and and this TV stuff, also in the studio. And, yeah, they called me up and said, well, uh, yeah, we lost your prize. We don't have any idea where this Michael Bolton CD and T-shirt is. But, yeah, just come by. Uh, And so, yeah, three hours later... (laughs) I was standing at the radio station and said, yeah, here am I. And the first question they asked me was, uh, how, how many books have you written so far? And I said, why do you ask? And he said, yeah, well, your, ri- your writing is really funny. And I said, well, thank you. I'm actually in the computer business. And he said, well, are you interested in writing for radio? And I said, mm, "No. yeah, okay, maybe, okay, sure. And so I started writing... Beside my computer business, a weekly, they had a, uh, a radio show where they needed one liners of the week weekly topics. And so I started being a gag writer for, for one liners for a radio show, a couple of weeks and months. And then in 1997, um, in, in Austria, there was just a national radio uh, monopole. And in 1998 or so, I guess, there was uh, commercial private radio also coming. So they had to prepare. So they changed the program and uh, did morning shows like... Uh, um, they'd already done it in, in USA and Germany. And so they needed a radio comedy, which hasn't been done before in Austria. Nobody knew how to do that. And they they collected all people who somehow um, um, did an um, impression anywhere to come up with funny jokes so I was in the team and then I started to write radio comedy for the morning show and after a year or so in 1998 I still did my computer job beside that and uh, then in 1998 I asked me okay how important is this computer job to you Will, won't you come here for radio for full time and I said "Mm, let me think yes Uh, so that was a quick decision and then I started in the radio business for the morning show writing comedy for radio morning show and do some other stuff being creative on radio and and then in 2001 um or 2002, we had this Austrian Music Prize, the Amadeus, and they were looking for a TV writer for, for this uh, award show. And, yeah, somebody recommended me to the TV people, and um, so I, I did this show, which was actually with hosting was Andy Knoll, who is the national commentator and of this the... This Falcon will be known list. to some of our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my... I, Andy Knorr was already a radio host on the Bud hit radio. Bud Dry. We were working together there, so I knew Andy. So it was easy to write for him because he's funny and creative by himself. So, but yeah, we did some years of this music, um, music uh, award show. You're still doing the radio predominantly though at this point. Yes, still do. Still do write comedy for the radio. And in 2006. Um, the producer of the award show asked me if I would be interested to do another show uh, there is a new TV show coming from Great Britain they have the come um, to BBC and I said yeah what, what kind of show, yeah it's about dancing and uh, celebrities are dancing with professionals and I said well mm, I don't know, will this work <laughs> is this successful and they said yeah t- mm, t- does pretty well in, in Great Britain, in the United Kingdom, so we think we could do it here as well. So I said, yeah, I don't know, hmm, okay, dancing, ballroom dancing is not my, uh, um, okay, yeah, but, well, why not? Let's do it. So, yeah, we had so far nine series of that. We're doing the 10th series of Dancing Star, which is the Strictly Come Dancing format yeah. for the ORF, next spring, so we have an anniversary. Mm-hmm. host is Miriam, who is also hosting the Sun Contest, yeah. so I've done pretty much work with her together.
0: Does it help when you know who you're being creative for and around with Miriam with that team? Is it, is it easier because you know what works with them, or is it harder because they've already seen so many of your ideas?
1: No, um, I always try to to write to have I have them in mind and I know what they are capable of delivering and and so it's easier to know who to write for. Um yeah sometimes I I try some things because I think okay that's really funny. I'm not sure if she would like it but I can actually I I pitch it to her. And but Miriam is also very creative and funny by herself So and then she says, no, I don't like that um, uh, I feel more comfortable rephrasing it to that and so, and sometimes that's the work with hosts, sometimes their rephrasing is different, different. <laughs> not always better, sometimes it's not better, but well they have to feel comfortable with it and they have to deliver it so they're kind of always right when rephrasing so it's not always the same I had intended or I'm not always really happy with it but they have to deliver it it's their face in camera so the way they want to say it they have to they should say it
0: we're back to that not being too precious about an idea again it's just like there you go see what you can do with that yeah so he said it's not interesting. We've went from radio and streaming and all of that. It goes, it goes up and it's just like, oh, it's nothing. It's a tiny show and everything. Uh, and, and now you're doing Eurovision. Yeah. So you've done some of the biggest shows, some of the biggest moments in Austrian television. That sounds you, great. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. I'll, I'll cut that out for a little ringtone, if you like. Uh, and now you're at Eurovision, which, let's be honest, is slightly bigger with a slightly larger audience. Yes, yes, it is. It is. I mean, was it an immediate decision? Was it? I'm definitely doing Eurovision. That's when when they came. and said, "We want you here."
1: No, at all. It was actually they. Funny thing was last year, um, I was in Copenhagen when for Eurovision because I'm I'm not that hardcore Eurovision fan. I've seen it when I was a kid. You've families. been out to that island. You count as hardcore. You've got the badge. You've got the scars. Yes. <laughs> you've been on that bus yeah. as much as I have.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I've, I've watched uh, watching it with friends and like everybody does, and I skipped some years. And I haven't seen every every Eurovision in the last two, ten years. But last year in Copenhagen, as Thought Yeah well Copenhagen is nice It's a two hours flight from Vienna And I managed to get a press accreditation So I thought okay let's, let's go there And maybe I could do some stuff for, for the radio or whatever So I went up there And saw the third dress rehearsal afternoon Of the grand final And after those two hours I thought Well great show But um, well, do I really want to see that again in the evening, no. Uh, so I sort of actually the final in the evening. I was in Copenhagen in the public viewing place within the center, and it was raining, but they had beer—quite expensive beer—but they had beer. So you, you got the scar. <laughs> <laughs> so it's your bank account as well. <laughs> and It was a really great night, and uh, then the the voting results when when. 12 points for Conchita, 12 points for Austria, and the crowd was cheering. It was really, really a great, great experience there. And then we won, and Conchita won, and I thought, okay, well, okay, ORF is doing the Sun Contest next year. And and it was just, yeah, sure, I I thought about who is going to do that? Who is is going to produce it, write it, direct it? Uh, Will it be really us, the same team that had done Strictly Come Dancing or will it, Will they get an international team or will they get from Germany experienced producers or whatever so um, I s- stood I stayed calm uh, the next days did nothing I knew some, some colleagues from from several fields of camera and things they just uh, um, Immediately uh, went to ORF and said, Hi, here am I. I'm interested in working with you, and so on. I'm not this pushing guy, somehow. You can say that's silly, but yeah. I was it just. Seems waiting. to work so far in the career. Yeah, I, thought, I thought, yeah. I thought, okay, if they need me, maybe they will call me. And if someone else is doing Eurovision, well, there are other TV production to need some people for us oh well if they're doing Eurovision there's an opportunity for me somewhere else yeah Yeah. so and I really thought just thought about the script writing so I was not not prepared when they in October uh, last year they called me and asked me well we yeah, forget the scripts. Maybe you will write the scripts. We can find someone else. But uh, now we need someone, but it, some creative guy for um, creating ideas. We need to um, uh, to create to fill these three shows with ideas here and there. Some things have already been done. Some ideas already are in production. But yeah, are you interested? And so I was. Yeah, Eurovision. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, why not? So, yeah. I said yeah. And as I said before, it was the first weeks were not that enjoyable actually because it was really about finding my role in team, what are they expecting, what what's going on in the team, What's who's who's working with whom and what ideas are already been fixed and is there a sh- chance to change that? Oh no, that's fixed already, or whatever. But then, and and thinking back, the first thing: as long as it's it's several months ahead, so it's you you don't get this fever or this pressure or thing. It's just some big thing you know you will do in May, but you don't have any idea how big or what has to be done. Where should I begin? And and. And what, how, how shall we do actually all this? And I, I really thought, I thought the EBU um, offers some handbook like how to do the song contest with don't panic on it in large
0: Large friendly letters.
1: letters. (laughs) Cobalt told you, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. But yeah, I asked for that. I said, "Well, there must be this EBU handbook how it to uh, opens up and goes mostly <laughs> harmless." It's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I really thought there must be this this handbook how to do the song contest for dummies or somehow. So the the blueprint, what what to do, and so and I asked for that. And I don't know if there is some, but at least nobody could tell me, and it was not passed to me, unfortunately. But. Yeah, maybe I should suggest it to the UBU to do something like that. Oh, no, 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 no. Write it and put it up on Amazon. (laughs) And let
0: let us all read about it. How not to host the Eurovisions. not Anyway, but those things are a good point. Because as we said there, uh, you you have the creative elements. They're all put together in the team. (laughs) And there are are two things that I I, I want to bring up. I do want to talk about the script writing. But before that, because the script writing is something that's very close. One of the things that's impressed me... Specifically about the work and how you've addressed it is is how open you've been online with the Twitter accounts, not your, your own Twitter account mm-hmm. and the one that you've made up specifically as the Eurovision Song Contest creative producer, yeah. and and the interaction the the fans haven't seen before, and that that's basically how you came on my way. The fact that there's, the creative process is being talked about and everyone's like this is what happens in, you know, the, the 11 months, three weeks, yeah. uh, and, and two days when we're not deciding if somebody's wearing the wrong shoes at rehearsal or something. Yeah. Um, was it always a conscious... De- did you make a conscious decision that I'm going to put as much of this out there as I can, or did it just kind of drift into place? This,
1: no, this this Twitter idea came came pretty early, actually. I, I think that was one of the first things I did. I... Um... I think I did this already right after Copenhagen. <laughs> I reserved this Twitter account and I called it then just ESU writer or thing because I just thought maybe I will be a writer and could just tweet about it because um, I'm on Twitter, i a normal mm-hmm. German Twitter account, but uh, writing... In English, I I really enjoy writing in English because I think you can just be funnier and and the language is just much better to be funny, to put punchlines, than German is. So uh, I thought, okay, I I have now a reason to tweet in English, to do some tweets there, and maybe to approach or maybe to to get a bigger audience. So I started tweeting about um, my work. And which had its difficulties also, because um actually it 's just my private account couldn 't do an official account, just a private account, and I, um, I had to be careful because i 'm not allowed to to give away mm-hmm. too much information. The show is still the show it 's still this oh, yeah, great big it
0: 's got to entertain everybody it 's got to yeah. surprise it 's got to do everything. And that's why we're so impressed at the fact that you you were being so open. That we are seeing behind much more than we'd seen in previous years.
1: Well, uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know how how much in previous years were done on, on Twitter. But um, I also knew that ORF, or let's say not ORF, let's say Austrian Twitter. Uh, Twitter in Austria is not that that popular. Really, is Facebook really everybody has a facebook account but twitter is minority basically twitter in austria is a network of media people and journalists most of them are on twitter and it's very like in like an uh, internet thing where a public internet thing for journalists twitter in austria so um yeah So I started tweeting about it in English and there was not so much to tweet about. There were weeks where nothing really happened besides, yeah, thinking about that or doing the running order of that or just waiting for a decision there, a decision there. And so I had to... I think I was quite lazy. So I'm really impressed by people who are tweeting every five minutes or ten minutes, something I really envy them because... I when I tweet once a day or twice a day I think it's supposed it's it's well a good day. As, and as you might recognize, um last two days didn't tweet anything, did I? <laughs> yeah, the pressure's on. Besides. Um really much work to do now, so I can't even have time. I uh, can't even think about tweets. But I hope tomorrow will be a little bit I will they tweet something tomorrow, I don't know. So the
0: they're going it's boring take that bit <laughs> out it's like uh, no, no, so no, it <laughs> no you'd be surprised you, you'd be s- as if I that's a good service falling if, if, asleep <laughs> in front of their computers no, <laughs> no 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 they only fall asleep in front of the computers when they have right. to read Kobo okay. uh, oh I oh, don't want to go back there again uh, Right. What, that's all, what, what, what kind of music are you
1: actually putting in between those, those interviews I'm going I'm to find stuff that's going to keep people <laughs> awake because this is boring as <laughs> yeah. anything according
0: to you <laughs> Why? Why can't this moment last forever? Tonight, tonight eternity's an open door. No, never stop doing the things you do. No, don't go. In every breath I take, I'm breathing. We are in rehearsals. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it, Eurovision is a fluid thing. Even though it's three minutes and there's time blocks and there's three minutes and there's time blocks. yeah. I, I don't think people who are outside media production will realise just how fluid, even now, a couple of days before the first semi-final, how much is still malleable, how much can still be changed. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Everything. <laughs> no, really. Because there, there is... There's a huge... There's still... The creative process still continues, yes. even at this late stage. Until the very, very,
1: very... Until the helpful. end credits roll. We yeah. will get there in a second. <laughs> I, I, just one hour ago, I met uh, the director, creative director of the postcards in the studio. And he said, well... Um, <laughs> do you want to join us we had, this, uh, we had a little party tonight because we finished all the postcards and so on. I said well, well great that, I really envy you because your work is done, nothing is going to be changed you, you've done the postcards brilliantly by the way I've uh, done the postcards uh, it's finished so it's just yeah you will play the postcards he can party all night long he can watch uh, Eurovision very <laughs> relaxed So in my work, I just met uh, with the hosts this afternoon and we did some read-through and last changes, or what we at least think are the last changes. We all hope that's going to be the last changes because, yeah, the hosts are going to learn uh, their their text. But we're pretty sure that there will be still some changes until the very last minute. Because we are still doing rehearsals, uh, we will have on Monday the first dress rehearsal. I'm sure we will. Then will be the first moment when we see with the audience what stuff will work out, what text is too long. Maybe we have to shorten it down. Maybe on the huge stage it doesn't really work. This little joke is too small. We have yeah. to change that. So we will do a rewrite. I'm, yeah. And you'll have the experience from that from from the Dancing Star
0: as you're going through. They have the rehearsal in the... the, Do they do rehearsals here on the Friday or on the Saturday morning?
1: Uh, No, the show is on Friday. So we have rehearsals on on Thursday evening. So I do rewrite during Thursday nights. And we have, again, rehearsals on Friday afternoon then. Small... he writes down and so so I suppose part of it it. is you're used to it you
0: can see once it's up on the screen something's not quite right there and it goes through I suppose that's why they hired you
1: (laughs) probably I don't know yeah maybe 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 I'm a little bit stress resistant I don't know now I know that we said that we weren't going to
0: reveal any elements of the show going out because you know big show and we don't want to spoil that but I just just, reassure me on one tiny thing about the script. Yes. Are you using... Good
1: Evening Europe. Good e- yes.
0: Are we going with Good Evening Europe? Um, probably. Probably, yeah. probably. That wasn't the question. I've got two things out of it. <laughs> I've definitely got one thing. Damn okay, it, good. I spoiled it. <laughs> you spoiled it. I don't know what the opening line is. Exclusive. Exactly. <laughs> are you going to be using any rhyming couplets? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, actually... I have to go to do some rewrite now <laughs> because no I'm not using rhyming couplets but don't, ta- <laughs> don't tell me I've finally given the idea and
0: I'm going to it's going to be don't blame it on me bringing rhyming couplets back <laughs> to Eurovision don't you dare <laughs> could be kind of an inside joke then yeah maybe why not rhyme- because we had to say it through all of the last time that the Danes yeah, yeah, tried to do rhyming couplets for the entire show
1: yes uh, yeah I've seen that I've seen that Incredible. I mean, okay, right. You can have that one for free. Go on, then. At that time, it was quite right. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I'm not um, not criticizing other other shows because yeah, wait for it. Um, Maybe people said it's collective. Everybody has visions. What works there? it's what works there? Maybe people think, oh, that's the that's the poorest written script ever. Could be. I don't know. So, when look, I mean, the scripting is a, good, is a good way to do
0: this here because people are expecting Good Evening Europe. People are expecting the Bienvenue, a little bit of French popping in and the explanation of the do votes it. and so on. So these, these are all sort of fixed elements and, and people expect them at Eurovision. So, again, we go back to the house metaphor. We, we've got the sort of furniture that needs to be in the room, or at least yeah. we've got a list of them from the catalogue. Yeah. So how do you take elements that have to be there and fills up a lot of the time, and make them unique to this show. How how do you make the re, you know the going through the voting unique to Austria's vision of Eurovision? How do you go through the lines are open, lines are closing? We have to do a countdown because all of those are sort of fixed elements. The EBU is yes. going to say you have to you do this, yeah. but at so the same time, they don't have a book that says don't mm. panic on the front.
1: Yes, unfortunately, they don't have. Yeah. Yeah, it's just there so the elements will be just there so not really a unique Austrian approach to that maybe maybe there will be a little Austrian accent to the French but no it will not because Alice is she lives in France, and she's perfect. But the English. script is one of those things
0: that there's actually—I'm not going to say controversial—but because it has to reach across all of Europe and, and in this yeah. year, around all the world, um, and English is not always the first language, and French is yeah. not always the first language. Do you? Yes. Does there has to be extra consideration about using simpler language? Isn't probably the right phrase, but language is easily
1: translatable yeah. for those who have it as second language. Um. Well. English, the English uh, we are using, or I'm using in the script, is not that complicated because uh, I'm not a native speaker, so it's kind of, yeah, <laughs> my English is not that complicated, so um, it's not, it's it's easy. Um, then there are some lines. We have a native English speaker, speaker who is uh, reading and correcting grammar things, stuff and so it's on. It's not so. Stuart, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> it's not joking. Oh, everything comes it's through the English, Scottish accent. Scottish, no, Hi! G'day uh, here! An, uh, an English native. An English native. <laughs> <laughs> as I said.
0: Oh, that's going to get you into so much it. trouble, that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and she is, she is quite concerned about some, some things and saying, well, it could be misunderstood there and here and this could be an issue here. Again, um, it's a unique environment. It is this pan-European, yeah. pan-world show. But on the other hand, yeah, I have some phrases I just... Keep in there because, well, beyond, uh, let, let's be let's be honest. National commentators will constantly talking over the whole <laughs> show, so actually, <laughs> do you actually, think I don't want to bother. <laughs> <laughs> we could do the whole show in Esperanto and nobody will recognize because, yeah, national commentators will just have the script. Okay, and then we'll just say, okay, Mario.
0: Calypsoera carried from Lefkosia. Yeah, this is it. This is the fun part of the evening. The voting. Here it goes.
1: Will Cyprus give
0: 12 to Greece?
1: Congratulations to you and Ronan and RT for a most magnificent,
0: spectacular show. And the other thing uh, that people might not realise is you, as the as the role of scriptwriter, during the show, you've got the script open. If anything goes wrong... Is, is it, let, let's say something happens and it, you, suddenly the show is 20 seconds short. Yeah. Or, or, or it's 20 seconds over. problem. Uh, <laughs> problem. Okay. What sort of things then are you doing during the show then? Because you, you're sitting there
1: ready to leap into action with a single bound. It's script man! But <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, during the show, I'm on the ear of the host. So I'm um, yeah, sitting in the... In, the, in, your, in the, ear, yeah. They're I'm in sitting ear, sitting the ear monitors. And director? Director is... Uh, in, in emergency cases, he can talk to the host, and and I'm uh, in the ear of the host, so doing some yeah basic stuff like like reminding them on the things, just checking that they say the right numbers or whatever. So it's more like yeah listening to them, and if there is something to correct or so or, or to help, then I'm hopefully can help, yeah sometimes it's just better just be silent there. just just how much of that when, when we're doing the when you were
0: doing the rehearsals the rehearsals at ORF yeah do you ever deliberately do engineer mistakes to, to see how the system copes you know you have one rehearsal that goes right through but do you ever yeah. practice things going wrong
1: yes we and put
0: the team under pressure in the rehearsals
1: um yes we have done and we will constantly do um today, they uh, we have two... I don't know what, what the U-Wagen is in English. So the truck where all the, the... where we all are in. We could probably just go with the tech truck. The tech truck. The tech truck. <laughs> Let's go with the tech That's, truck. The, or the director's truck or whatever. So we have two trucks, uh, two copies, so two similar trucks. Trucks in case of one truck is I don't know, going offline. Yep. So... Whole team, so we will uh, can continue with the show in the other trucks. So today, they uh, I guess they did some they did rehearse that case. So, so
0: what so you were sitting in the truck, and somebody just went and pulled the plug out. <laughs> oh, now see how long it takes you to get to the other one.
1: Yeah, that's something it was just a technical thing. Yeah. So, we didn't really move there, so it was just for a technical program. But, um, uh, we will do. Uh, voting rehearsals, and we will do some. Uh, some sceneries. No, what is the word? Um, possibilities. We play through. Scenarios. 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 Yeah, we play. Your
0: English you is really good for us, So, we play through. Yeah, some... <laughs> Nobody's going to get to this point in the podcast,
1: <laughs> or so it's going to be just completely gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody's gone. So, to the people who are still listening to me. Hi, Mom. Both of them.
0: <laughs> Your Mom as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: This is what he does. Yeah, this is what I do. Mom <laughs> So um Where was I? Yeah, rehearsing, devoting uh, scenarios. We will really do rehearsing some several devoting
0: scenarios. So I suppose in that sense we, we said that you don't appear in the show, but you 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 are one step away. So if we ever when we're watching Eurovision, see one of the hosts just do that sort of middle <laughs> finger to the ear just no, to listen to the monitor. No, they won't do that. but, but if but if they did <laughs> That's you! <laughs> Everybody can watch you go, that's Gregor!
1: I know who that is. Could also be the director. <gasps> oh, he's oh, just passed the responsibility yeah, up the chain. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or me. No, they wouldn't they wouldn't touch Larry. then, no. We'll never will never knows. know when you're saying anything.
0: That oh I
1: don't, I don't know, you're joking, but I'm
0: pretty sure you're a poor here yourself. Which you're in the middle of everything going on now. It's, it's very chaotic. It's it's very organized as well, but it's it's very f- focused time. It's a very intense time. And for the next two weeks after Eurovision, you will probably sleep.
1: Um, <laughs> nope. Okay. The thing is, um, my girlfriend is expecting a baby. It's yeah. it's yours, yes. It's mine. Good. Yeah. But yeah, maybe I should recheck. No, uh, really. Uh, and yeah, timing is really everything in comedy writing, so my timing is really perfect, so the expected date is uh thursday twenty first may the second semi final so it 's right in the middle really great, really great <laughs> good job gregor good job it 's gonna be so the hopes are that it will be a little bit late, which is typical for first, first. child' usually yeah. a couple of days yeah, usually like three or four also, days yeah. i 'm <laughs> constantly talking to it so 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 take your time. <laughs> it's comfortable in there. Stay in there. It's nice. It's cold outside. Don't don't really. No, it's really not worth it. Stay there. So yeah, hopefully it will stay there or it will I would prefer actually it will um arrive during these days in this week because then she's there and and I know okay I can do the shows without yeah. any Interruption. But my girlfriend says, no, no, <laughs> surely not. Then I'm sitting alone with the baby and you're doing Eurovision. No, not at all. No. <laughs> so. I just now have this image, the image of you in the OB
0: van, uh, in the second OB van, because you're changing the nappy and you've got the script in the other hand and the baby under the arm and then somebody goes, through, we're 35 seconds short. Uh, we, we just need something to fill. Could you quickly whip something up? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, so uh, I've got. So that's your nightmare sorted for the next couple of days. Yes, yes. That I've got to work each day, and that's why I go away. But I count the seconds till I'm home with you. I love you. I love you. It's true. You're so cute, honey, G. Won't you save them up I know it's still in the middle of it, and I know we still have a week to go, and there are still going to be, you know, moments of tension and, and balancing. Probably. But are you proud of what you and ORF have accomplished with Eurovision?
1: That uh, just reminding me, just had a conversation a couple of not minutes but an hour ago um, with with uh, the the woman who uh, did the research the native English. Read through, and she said, "Really, she sees it, and she said to me that I really have done good work, and she really liked it, and 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 that I could be can be proud of me." And so that reminds me now, and I thought, nah, "I'm not sure because I'm, yeah, I'm, like my mother calls me a perfectionist; always have to be 150% perfect." And yeah, I always think no, it's it's still there are others who can do much much better than me actually. And and um, when I watch other shows or other scripts or what they've done last year, the year before, or in Sweden or Denmark, like those Scandinavian shows, but the Melody Festival or that, I think that's that's brilliant, that's great. They really really know how to write or how to do or how to deliver, uh, how to do this thing. Uh, always. Think ah, they are better. <laughs> so being proud, I'm not the guy who is uh, can be really proud of himself. I think always think nah, the creatives been, could you, have been done. better yeah. yeah there's an, there's another five percent
0: in there somewhere yeah. for you.
1: Will your mother be proud? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think she is. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe that's, the, that's the problem in the first place. No, no, she would be proud. She's proud. Yeah, she is. And now, I was like, nah, don't be. It's just really. It's, not, it's nothing. It's just script. It's just a script. <laughs> just it's script. just a script. It's just a little
0: song contest. <laughs> it's just this silly thing once a year where we all go around and try to make sure so we go somewhere involved. nice for holidays next year. So many people involved. So many people are doing other things and I'm doing just the script but it all adds up to create one of the biggest shows that Austria has produced, it's going to be one of the yes. biggest shows in television for the year it reaches out touches lo- to connect so many I, people it
1: will still be if there wouldn't be my script but your script is because part the of that it's <laughs> national commentator <laughs> <They're gonna> just- <laughs> so good Graham Norton will be brilliant
0: you Talk are your y- y- script I'm trying to. I was trying to build up to a nice big ending for no, you, sorry, Gregor. Sorry, sorry. I was trying to build ending. it all up and everything, and, and you and the team and everybody at ORF, and we're only a couple of seconds away. And I could have made the error, but no. You've decided to give I all knew. the credit to Graham Norton. Yeah, Graham Norton in the sorry. BBC. <laughs> you, you haven't done sorry. anything over Can the we last cut year. Can we cut that? <laughs> <laughs> no, Can we no. if you don't want to take credit <laughs> the first time, you're not taking it the second time. There you go. Gregor no, I'm happy Gregor Norton <laughs> <laughs> but it is such a big thing and there are so many little cogs and there's so many things that, that are holding it together and you're part of that connected part of the team that's behind Austria's Eurovision Song Contest yeah. and from what we've seen so far it's a fantastic show it's going to be a wonderful show on the night unless you put Rhyming Couplets <laughs> back in in which case everybody is going to crucify <laughs> me on you're Twitter <laughs> uh, but Gregor thank you very much for your time for letting us know you a work. little bit about more of the process behind the song contest You have, you sure? Yeah, I well tell you what everybody out there who's listening can we do this again? Uh, well <laughs> this was just a pre-rack
1: uh, <laughs> back to the radio comedy folks this you is know, what they want always, when I, when I, I, I don't do that very often but when I do it I always one hour later or one day later I think wow now I have a great answer to that question or, now why, why didn't I put it this way and yeah well, so, let's just let's finish up Let's meet off again with with tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> Got
0: the semi-finals tomorrow So uh, remind us once again You've got your two Twitter accounts Where people can find out What's going on with yourself Professionally
1: and also With the contest They are where? My Twitter account Yeah just go remember? for the Twitter, account, Twitter yes. account My Twitter account Yeah but it's illegal It's illegal. It's just private. And I have uh, problems with head of press because it's... No, don't spoil that. We don't... uh, The the press has to be... It's okay. As you've already said, nobody's listening at this bit. Ah, that's great. That's great. Okay, my Twitter account is... um, What is it, actually? No, it's... um, ESC2015CP for... (laughs)
0: Yeah. Creator <laughs> producer, yeah. you were trying to yeah. think of something yeah. funny with CP yeah. there, weren't you? I was thinking as well. i thinking this is a family podcast. I can't say that. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's okay That's right. No, that's too rude. I can't say that. Yeah, let's CP for creative <laughs> producer. Gregor, you <laughs> say that say- you. Uh, no you can't
0: say that no I might have to bleep that now I'm going to have to get the special effects box out now it would have been easier going to Graham Norton in the first place Um, you say you're boring and you say you're just a little bit but I beg to differ and uh, I think uh, the hundreds of millions of people who will be tuning in uh, and will be seeing your contribution to the show are going to differ as well Gregor thank you very much for your time on the podcast I really enjoyed it thank you very much Greg Abarsal there from ORF talking to us back in 2015 uh, as the creator, producer and the scriptwriter for the Eurovision Song Contest in Vienna that year. We'll bring you the latest news from the world of the Eurovision Song Contest and to Eurovision next week in the podcast feed. For now, if you've got a couple of moments spared, do feel free to review or rate us in the various podcast applications, libraries and directories. It really does help other people find the podcast. But for now... Thanks for listening this little look back as we all get ready to look forward to the contest happening somewhere in the United Kingdom in 2023. But for now, stay safe. I'll play the guitars. This week's ESC Insight podcast was introduced by Ewan Spence. Find out more details at our website, www.escinsight.com and support us, patreon.com slash ESC Insights.